nurses and hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. Happy 2022. I don't know about all of you out there, but it seems like we're in a weird time warp. We're doing the same episode that we did last year on anal swabs because anal swabs is trending in the media again. That's right. China is bringing back the anal swabs. Maybe because so many people were complaining that those home COVID testing kits didn't work or they're not really accurate or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's pretty wild, but... Like I always say, we're living in a dystopian comedy, so we just have to laugh. So today's episode, that's right, we're going to be talking about anal swabs and other weird stuff that's been going on. My friend Misaki Miyagawa is back again to talk about numerology and what we can expect this year. We're also going to talk a little bit about some astrology and of course my favorite topic, time travel and other things that have been trending in the media. So you'll want to stay tuned because this is a fun episode. This episode was brought to you by Rogue Nurse Media and the Well-Written Nurse, empowering nurses and patients to tell their stories. Nurses and Hypochondriacs 2022. Welcome, Masaki. You're back. It's a time warp. It's a time okay. warp. We're in a time loop. Okay. So, so it's, we're it's towards the end year. of January, but I could still say Happy New Year 2022. <laughs> uh, new cycle. And I think it's going to be an explosive yet exciting year. <laughs> new cycle. What do you mean? We didn't even leave the cycle. We're in a time loop. We're in a time warp. What are we talking about? What did we talk about in our last podcast that we were together? Anal swabs in China. And now what's going on again? Anal swabs in China. What the hell? What is going on? We're living. The cosmic joke and humiliation ritual never ends, but at least we can laugh and apply an esoteric eye to what we're seeing. Right. But we're totally living in a simulated reality. I mean, come on. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that although they're relieving the pressure right now, they will apply the vice grip later and we may have another flu, China flu coming. But (laughs) in the meantime, try to enjoy the time that it's uh, more open, that it's like subsiding a little bit. Mm -hmm. So how have you been? Well, it's been a while. I think it might be over a year since we did. Yeah, last uh, talk on your show. But um, in that time, I was dying. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I I I was saying before. So this happened like spring of last year. Right. I uh, and I got through it, but I I was saying like I almost died. But later I realized I actually was dying. I was in the process of death because uh, I I overworked myself. So over seven years. So in seven years, I probably did like 14 years of work or something like that. So that that was one problem. But the other one was uh, 
a lot of things were off health-wise and in that weakness where I just ran myself down to nothing, it got serious. Like, um, metabolism shut down, so I was looking like an AIDS case, basically. Yeah, I remember when I saw you at, in Silver Lake. Oh, that's right. You saw me. So you saw how weak I was. In April. Yeah, you were really weak. I'm like, let's go walk the loop. And you're like, no. Like oh, I could barely walk at that time, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you jumped that timeline into uh, something a little bit more healthier, right? Well, you know what? I'm Scorpio Sun and I'm triple fixed. I am on that Scorpio Taurus axis. So Scorpio Sun, Taurus rising, Taurus moon. So you talk about stubborn. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, you know, Ursilia, I know you're pretty well versed in the astrological signs and symbols. It's just one way to read the patterns and cycles in the world but uh the people in the astrological setup that are the so-called fixed signs which would be leo aquarius so that you know you always have the opposing sign the opposite sign right so there's the leo aquarius axis and then there's a scorpio taurus axis mm -hmm. those people have been hit being hit pretty hard the last yeah week. Plus. They have. I know a Leo in particular. He got hit massive. And, and why? Massive. Why is that? It's because <laughs> we are stubborn, stubborn asses. Yeah. We're very stubborn people. Oh yeah, he's so very. So for stubborn. us to shift, and you know, it's it's affecting everybody. But some people, they're they're more adaptable, or you might say they're more mercurial. Right? They can shift and adapt a lot easier, just naturally, based on their setup. Yeah. But if you're a stubborn person like me, and I'm triple fixed. For us to change, we we got to get smacked hard, right? So big life changes yeah. could be a change in relationship, change in career. Uh, I had, you know, health crisis, these kinds of things. So, you know, very typical. The Scorpio story is uh, death and rebirth. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I literally died in King. Died back. in so, King um, You know, it's a uh, funny thing was during that time, I wasn't scared. Maybe, maybe I'm just a fool or I'm just naive, but even though I was dying, I'd never, it never occurred to me where, what the end point was. All I knew, it was like I was falling down a hole and yeah, I was just you losing time I was dropping weight every day yeah. for months. And I'm just like, and you saw me like near the bottom and I'm, I could like barely get in and out of the car. I, I had trouble getting off the couch. Oh God. Um, I... I could barely walk, right? So wow, I know you could barely walk. You were so pale that day. But but in my mind, I'm just like, where is this going? Of course, the answer is death. <laughs> I think so, in another timeline, in yeah. another timeline, you must have died and you jumped it. You went through some yeah. wormhole. I'm totally reading all about time travel. This is such a great uh, book by Nick Redfern. Really good. Um, but yeah, so this happened to a friend of mine today and he's died many times. He's been on uh -huh. this podcast and he's come back. So today, this is interesting that you're talking about it. Um, uh, what happened was um, I texted him, are you still alive? And the reason why I texted him that was because I hadn't heard from him. Like, and we talk every day, right? We FaceTime every day and we're on a, a, a triple conversation. Uh, myself, him and his husband. Right. And um, all of a sudden he calls me and he's like, that's so weird that you texted me that. 
And I go, why? And he goes, I was in the bathroom and he goes, and I looked at the wall and something weird happened. He's like, I felt my, like I had a heart attack and I saw myself dying. And he goes, and in that instance, my husband came into the bathroom and said, are you okay? I just had a dream that you had a heart attack and you died. And he goes, and then you texted me. Are you still alive in that moment? What the hell? And I go, you must've just jumped the timeline. And he's had several near-death experiences. So it's like, what is going on with our reality that we're having all these very interesting shifts, you know, and I've experimented. We're in a sci-fi movie, basically. Oh, totally. We're in a dystopian <laughs> comedy. I always say that. Well, well you know, um, most people, they're coming out of a uh, very hard 3D material worldview. But especially this year, but let's just say in this decade, right? It's been going on, but it's very going to be very noticeable. No, it's it's very noticeable now. I mean, even my mom mm-hmm. has been having sinks like crazy, you know, and she'll be like, do you think I go? And I'm like, no, you're not going crazy that you're just yeah. having sinks. Well, like, you, you're, you're a Pisces, there. right? So you're more. Oh, open yeah. To the fantastical, I'm, I'm... strange nature of this world. Of course. But, um, Talk about it all the time on this show. If you are hard set in the 3d view you're missing half the picture literally because you're missing all the fun (laughs) well we know you're missing all the magic all the cool stuff well we know that we live in a material 3d world but even einstein said e equals mc squared right that is matter and energy are interchangeable but you could call energy spirit Right. The light bulb goes on. Uh-huh. So if, mm-hmm. if you're not understanding the, the multidimensional, the interdimensional, the so-called spiritual dimension, you could get quite it's gonna be uh, rude disturbed awakening. by the things that right. you're going to see, especially this year. Right. It's all in the, the astrology well, is just one pointer going, okay, you better guys get better get ready. So something that I noticed is that when I talk to certain people and they talk to me, they'll expose themselves like mm-hmm. with their lies. Like, for example, today I got into a TikTok war with this chick. Right. <laughs> and I never get into TikTok wars with people. But this girl, I, I've seen her before and she's on there telling women that go on dates with men to not talk about their professions and to dumb themselves down because no man wants to hear about a woman who has a career and owns a home, you know? And I'm just like, it it was very bizarre. And I'm like, I've been on many dates where I've had to listen to guys talk about their jobs and I have nothing in common with that. I was just like, Mm -hmm. that's not even my feel like uh, sales engineering. Oh my God. How much boring or can you get? What is that? Well, you know, right? so, like I can talk to you for hours. Like we could go on oh, yeah. forever. Right. Well, so, <laughs> well, starting a date or a relationship with a lie, that's not a good, uh, and not a good putting, exactly. putting your, your best face out there. <laughs> yeah. And she, I can't believe she was telling people. So then I saw her again and she goes, I got a lot of backlash on the other 
uh, video. And I just wanted to say, and I think she was trying to clear herself up, but she just kept digging herself in the sand. And I was like, why are you telling women to say this? Men do the same thing. I mean, either you connect with someone or you don't connect. Everybody should be authentic, period, period. That's the way you're going to connect with someone. If you're not authentic, you're going to marry this person just because they have money. So she goes like this. So I go, you know, I, I go, every woman or every man should have some sort of income coming in or some sort of way of supporting themselves, you know, um, or, or way to do it. Right. And she goes like this, she goes, well, my husband gave me a trust fund so that I could pursue my, uh, creative endeavors and my, um, hobbies. And I was just like, what? So I called her a prostitute. Okay. Yeah. I will own that. And then I thought about it. So then she makes a video bashing me, right? She goes and looks at my videos and starts bashing me and saying, calls me a bully. And I was like, you are right. I'm sorry for calling you a prostitute because prostitutes, that's the oldest profession in the world. Prostitutes is a job. Well, they, you know, they and it's work. hard. Okay. I mean, I've, I've, I've had prostitutes as patients and I've had ex prostitutes in some, several of my writing classes. Like I've had dominatrixes in my writing classes. They tell the best stories. You know, they have great stories. They know about human beings. They know about the human condition. And then I'm like, okay, so she's making these, you know, she's pursuing her hobbies with this trust fund. I'm like, what's her husband doing around this time? You know, what's he doing? You know, he's probably either watching porn or he's shopping at Nordstrom's buying his mistress like shoes or something. I don't know. She should get, you know, the divorce rate is 60 percent and not all people want to get married. Did she ever think of that? Not all people want to get married or have kids. It's not for everybody. <laughs> well, you know, even for us, I think it's it can be <sighs> difficult to be totally truthful, but at least right. we have the understanding to know. You're, you know, that's probably the best. I always say, put everything on the table, right? right. Then there's no put everything on the table. This is why the thing is, again, this goes back to what we were talking about uh, as far as the 3D thinkers versus the more esoteric thinkers. Exactly. Because in the, in the esoteric, you know, understanding the time we're in now, age of Aquarius, right? All things will become known. Exactly. So you could look at that from the technological angle where basically it's going to come out in one way or another. The, the law, you may get away once or twice, but eventually the truth's going to come out on you somehow, some way in the internet. Well, but look at what this girl did. She just, she, she didn't have to say where her, my, I didn't care. Like I was like, Oh, well you have, not everybody has a husband that can afford a trust fund. I mean, uh, dating is expensive. I'm sorry. Uh, even no. going out to dinner these days is that's, a that's lot. The birth rate is so low or silly. <laughs> Where the birth rate low is, that is bullshit. People uh -huh. talking about the birth rate, they don't work where I work. Do you uh -huh. know how many babies I see a day, newborn uh -huh. babies? I see a ton. Okay. And there, I don't think that's true. People in certain so? areas are having sex and procreating. People in certain areas are mm -hmm. not. <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll say this though, because, you know, so you saw what she said. She came out of her, her own video her own right. TikTok, right? But esoterically, and I could say, I mean, you probably noticed this, I noticed this, and me being a Scorpio, uh, Scorpio is like the detective. So mm -hmm. we could basically 
Me too. You know, if we're we're interested in a topic or whatever, it's like we will. Well, Scorpio rules the conspiracy theorist. I'll say that. Okay, so we will right. drill down. We will find that information. You know, if you know, like, if you ever seen those like those film noir movies with the gumshoe oh, detective, yes, definitely Scorpio placement somewhere because they're gonna get to the bottom of it, right? Yep. But just looking at people these days, and these could be people that I've known my whole life from when I was little, right? The, the it was there the whole time, but guess what? In yeah. the last like five plus years, I'm like, I cannot believe. This was in front of my face the whole damn time, but I couldn't see it. But see, now you could call it energetically or what? We can see the truth of reality. We can see it in the people. So I'll, I'll just say this. Well, see, here's people the better act on their best behavior because right. guess what? That damn truth going to come out on you now. Oh, the, time, yeah. the time and the, you Ooh. know, whatever the vibe is, you could plainly see where people are without any words being said. Yeah. Well, I've always had that ability being psychic and very empathic ever since I was a kid of really knowing like I know this, this person full of shit and I would tell people hey this is what's going on da, 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 and they'd be like what are you talking about like they could never see what I saw and now I'm just sitting back and eating my popcorn because people are like have you seen this oh my god da, da, da. like all these nurses for example will start off here there was an opinion piece in the New York Times about nurses and and it was a video. It was, I felt that it, it was very well done. It was very true to form. Um, and there were nurses saying how terrible it is to work in a hospital. And it's very true. People treat nurses like shit forever. I've been in this profession, what, since 1996. And it's always been that, you know, I've been punched in the face. I've been yelled at. I get yelled at for not prescribing Tylenol. I'm like, it's over the counter. If you want it, I'll give it to you. If the kid has a fever and comes in, I cannot just write you a prescription for Tylenol just because you want me to. I mean, just the amount of abuse that healthcare providers go through is ridiculous. So in this opinion piece documentary short that they did, so nurses were talking about that and what they have to go through and how their uh, managers and administrative staff don't support them. And they just say, oh, yeah, we'd like to get you more help, you know, to help with your ratios and to help give you better patient care. But we just don't have the funding for it. Of course they don't, because their CEOs make millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Meanwhile, you know. It, it, it's like nurses are really suffering to give good patient care and you can't even do that anymore, you know? So there was a bunch of people discoursing this piece and they were saying, oh, it was just very ostentatious. It was just very dramatic. I mean, I was just like dramatic. So the person, of course, who was saying this has not worked in the hospital. I know her in a millennia, at least. I was like, honey, you try seeing 40 kids a day, you know? Well, if, this... you know, if you know any nurses, <laughs> you know that's the damn truth. <laughs> it's the damn truth. I was like, where does she, she must just be on Mars or something. I don't know. She just doesn't take, she's, she's not in patient care. I'm like, don't talk on the subject. 
if you don't know what it's talking about, you know? And I, I was like, this is why nurses don't tell their stories. I mean, it was so hard when I was producing my live storytelling shows back in 2015, nobody wanted to come on my show. I had to bribe people. I had to pull people's teeth. I had to make it super fun. I had to give them champagne. I mean, for them to come and tell their story, they were so scared that they were going to get fired or someone would know about it, you know? So bravo to those nurses who went and, and talked to the New York times the way that they did, because it's about time, you know, it's just like, it's absolutely ridiculous. So then there was this piece, which I want to read just a little bit more about it because I did do what you said. Like I started uncovering all this shit. (laughs) I just started laughing. I was like, Oh my God, this is hilarious. Right. So the the um, American Hospital Association um, and the American, the AONL, American Organization for Nursing Leadership, supports the AHA response to the New York Times opinion video. So what they were saying was that, um, let's see, the American Hospital Association responded to a New York Times video opinion piece through the multiple channels to dispel mischaracterizations of hospitals and health systems. Right? What? Mischaracterizations? What? No. Again, I'm like, who's saying that? You guys. Who's saying that? Who's gaslighting? Let me see. Let, let's look at who's gaslighting. So the person who is gaslighting is this guy. He's the AHA president. So it's the American Hospital Association president and CEO. His name is Rick Polak. Okay. So he wrote a blog. And so I looked him up on LinkedIn. I was like, let's see who this guy is and what he does. So on his LinkedIn profile, this is so interesting, right? I'm dying. I was dying. I was doing this right before we came on to record this podcast. Um, So Rick Polak, he's the CEO of AHA. So before that, let's see his bio. So he was elected the CEO at American Hospital Association president in May of 2015. So he began his career in D.C., in Washington, D.C., in 1976, when he went to work as a legislative assistant to Rep. David Obey of Wisconsin. Oh, isn't that interesting? He started his career in Washington. Huh, interesting. So then, um, and then he entered the healthcare field to work for American Nurses Association as their legislative representative in the 1980s. Huh, interesting. Is he a nurse? No. Does he have any medical background? No. Why is he the why is he the CEO of the American Hospital Association? Why? And how much money does he get paid? And how many kickbacks does he get? Huh? Oh, wait a minute. But he's going to come call out all those nurses. Right. Oh, but, you know, the nurses are the boots on the ground uh, front line of the hospitals. And, you know, the doctors are in there, too. But I know you probably know this, too. I know some nurses that they know the medications better than the doctors. I wonder why that is. <laughs> because the doctors are all bought by Big Pharma. Come on. Yep. They're all bought. Well, I, I would say nursing is ruled by cancer moon energy. And the hospital is institutional. So that is Neptune Pisces. And so that's probably why you guys get kicked around. Because, you know, Pisces is the spiritual sign. 
but it's also the sign of the victim like jesus they put on the cross so they they have they feel like they have free license to kick you guys around really oh yeah always forever and and that's why the nursing profession has been voted like i don't know 20 years and over 20 years in a row as the most honest profession mm-hmm. i think it was in um like I forget what I, I forget right now who the person or the organization is that votes for that, but they are like over 20 years in a row, the most honest profession out there, the number one, you know, and way back when I went ahead and created my storytelling show, or actually my one person show back in 2012, the nurse and the hypochondriac and which turned into nurses and hypochondriacs for the storytelling show. And now this podcast, uh, people would bash me. They're like, what are you talking about? Well, what is it all about now in 2022? It's all about nurses and hypochondriacs, isn't it? From the very beginning of this pandemic, it's been about nurses because the world health organization deemed 2020 the year of the nurse, right? And we in society is just a bunch of hypochondriacs. Like nobody knows what's going on. They're terrified. Well, well, also the nurses, they did a 180 because they said, oh, the nurses are the front line. Right. And then and then two years later. Right. Or I guess it was uh, last year because we're just starting 2022. It was the end of 2021 where the vaccinated nurses were being vilified now. So you go. Well, not just that. They were, they were, you know, a uh, hospital corporate mandate. Everybody got to follow the rules. But guess, oh, right. guess what? If you didn't follow the rules, the the working nurses had to leave. And then they brought in uh, National Guard or other contractors who Allegedly. didn't have to follow the yeah. mandate. What's that about? I mean, that's a real slap in the face. Right. But who is really making the money off of that? There's all these travel nurse companies, you know, and I, I have worked uh, for the majority of my career for travel nurse companies and locum. So I'm not shooting those people down who have been in the business for a long time, but there was many of newbies that came into the market in 2018 and 2019 who got millions of dollars from these venture capitalists, right? So if you start digging who these venture capitalists are, they're like, oh yes, we'll support anybody. Da, da, da. Why are they getting in back of these companies that there's all there's tons of travel nurse companies that have been going on for years? Why are you giving these people millions of dollars? I'm talking like $30 million to back their company. So I don't know about you, but I grew up in a gambling family. I grew up going to Santa Anita Park. I grew up uh, with my parents playing poker on the weekends and poker parties and stuff. Um, And now that's why my parents bought a home in Palm Springs because they are gamblers, right? So I grew up with this mentality, right? I'm not gonna back something unless it's a sure bet, right? With that much money, right? Right. And well, they you know, start these I mean, companies and then all of a sudden, boom. Oh, look, there's a panic. Oh, look. OK, so you don't want to get vaccinated. OK, we'll get some other nurses in to work for you and pay them one hundred and ten, hundred and twenty dollars an hour. Sure. You know, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure you and I had very similar views on the whole lockdown experience we've been in from two years ago like yeah. a lot of things yeah, yeah. i was thinking of course you know i i was very conservative publicly about what i would say because early on very difficult 
for anyone to know exactly what's going on. But I, I had some ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And two years later, it seems like the so-called conspiracy theorists were right. And one of the things is, is it goes along with what you're saying, right? Is the average public, although they know certain things, I think that it's a traumatic experience what happened this last two years. So you could say we're in a global trauma-based mind control experiment. So people well, would kind of like, be like, okay, if- let the, let the authorities do what they're going to do. But guess, guess what? I mean, anybody, whether you're a doctor, whether you're uh, a nurse or one of these PR agents for the big pharma, you have to know, like, what's one of the things that came out of the sixties? Don't trust corporations, right? Well, who's the biggest, <laughs> biggest corporation on the planet? It's gotta be big pharma. So oh, are yeah. you surprised the way things are turning out? I, yeah. I don't, I'm not surprised. <laughs> surprised i mean i knew this from the very beginning in 2019 i wrote an article on bioterrorism and i had jason tetro who's known as the germ guy he's been on the show many times and um and, and we talked about bioterrorism and how their jama like these um doctors in jama and the journal of american the american medical association uh were saying that a bioterroristic war was imminent you know, and they were talking about how people in the olden times were uh, infected with smallpox, and then they would throw bodies over like uh, uh, bridges or I don't know, to infect other people and, and stuff like that. I don't have my article with me right now, but it's a really good article. I think I'm going to link it onto here. So that was 2019. So then we hit going into December 2019 into um, January 2020. And all of a sudden I'm in Bakersfield. I'm on a treadmill because I'm on a contract out there early in the morning and I'm watching CNN because I don't typically watch CNN, but I was just watching it for the hell of it because I like to see. I was like, oh, let me see if I could get some content for the podcast, which I need to start. And boom, it's like I was meant to be there. I was meant to watch CNN because Sanjay Gupta was like, I don't know. Here we go again. It's, you know, this COVID vaccine. Sanjay Gupta was in the pandemic movie where he played the same character. (laughs) Exactly. And then he was in this pandemic movie. And then I watch it and, and I'm like, oh, my God, wait a minute. He's playing the same character as he is in real life. It's like we're in the metaverse already you know it's like is that a parallel reality what is going on right there is that his doppelganger you know because you know what they say in this time travel book that i'm reading where you can have a doppelganger you're on two different timelines but if you confront your doppelganger forget it you're messed up you know so it's almost like it was his doppelganger right well you know Jeez, there's a lot to say about that. Number there's a one, lot there. There's a lot there. You know, we're both grown, uh, based in, um, born and grown in LA. So, right. Los Angeles, what's Los Angeles famous for is Hollywood, right? So, uh, it's a place where dreams and fantasies can become real, or they actually are real when you put them on screen. So, that is Neptune Pisces energy. So, it's all about the fantasy, it's all about putting the the sparkly pixie dust on people's eyes, like uh, 
Mickey Mouse and Fantasia, right? Yeah. Why is that significant? It's because the so-called magic, all it is, is where you focus people's attention enough to the point where the idea, the thought form, the dream becomes reality. Yeah. So that's why they have uh, Disney. They have what they call Imagineering, right? Yeah, I used so, to work at Disney. So, yeah. you know, each the human being is actually a very creative being. Uh, you know, the, the pure machine, the pure artificial, artificial intelligence, it can be far superior logically as far as like hard calculation, those kinds of things. But it cannot dream. It cannot be creative in that way. Uh, so the human being can actually manifest or shift reality and bring the idea, the dream into manifestation, right? Yes. So if they take the creative human being multiplied times billions and they can implant their dreams into you and you don't even realize that when you're watching all these Disney films, TV, movies, music, whatever, they are charging that thought form, that reality. Yes. Become more powerful to make it happen. But, but then the thing is, it, it works both ways. So if you realize how powerful an individual human being is, then you could create your own vision of the future, not what they imagineered for you, you know? It's very, very true. And, I, you know, and I started to really practice this, like, within literally 2019, I really started looking at this. I teach this in my writing classes on how we create a reality, you know, because there was so much drama in my life, like people drama, you know, and I'm so sick of it. I was like, I'm so sick of these people telling me what to do, you know, and it was just all like, so I had to go into hibernation for almost a year, you know, and I like quit my job. I cashed out my 401k um, and just lived and just was, I, I did a massive cleanse, you know, and I was like, I'm just going to live for me. And I started to see my whole world transform, you know, all that people drama went away, you know? And even in the workplace, like I found my power and stuff. And I even do things like this is, I don't know if you've ever done this. This is really interesting. It happened again today when I came home. So I live on a busy street and coming into the driveway, it, there's a lot of traffic sometimes, but it's funny when I appear there, I never, there's always an opening to my driveway. Like people will just wait for me to go. It's, it's amazing. And so I've watched other people, you know, and sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be like, like make there be an opening and there's an opening, like people will just stop so that I can get out and come in. It's pretty wild. And I've watched it. I was like, I wonder if that happens to other people. And it doesn't, it doesn't, people will be waiting and the cards will be going, the cards will be going and they will not let them go. And I was just like, wow, they have to wait until everybody leaves and there's no traffic for them to turn, but people will not open. So I also have tried that, you know, walking across the street and stuff, which uh, don't try this at home, you know, and, um, and, and I see that people do the same thing, you know, but I have to be very focused in stuff because that's much more dangerous, right? Well, and, you know, but I've seen other people when they're trying to, and they're like all over the place trying to cross because they have a lot of fear, 
you know? And I was like, I can make the cars stop and I do it. It's wild, but that's what the sages do. And that's what happens when you get self-realized, you know, it's like you go through those channels and stuff and it is wild what our brains can do. Well, you know, uh, I took a year of clairvoyant training, basically psychic training. Jeez. It's like 15, well, around 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the exercises we would do is similar to what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, where... I, I've studied with many, many people. I haven't just, I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. roll out of bed and I was like, I can have these special powers. No, I've studied for over 20 years with various, various different people. Um, and I talk about it in my writing classes and, and stuff like that. And I've read so many books and, and different things. And uh, and it's wild, but go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you well, off. Well, you know, so one of the things that we would do uh, is now we're in LA. There's got to be some of the worst traffic in the world. <laughs> so, right. So um, before setting out to drive, and this kind of goes back to the whole idea of the, of the Disney Imagineering and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. is to imagine a clear path going to work. Yeah. Or coming home. I do that a lot. And yeah, then also, no yeah. you know, the the parking is another thing here. So oh. just creating like a parking charging space. that thought form, like there's a space for me right. right next to where I work. And let me tell you, I would say it has now you, some people would say this is magical thinking, but I would say, well, the most important thing is the result. So I would say you have a 50 percent or better chance of that actually happening. <laughs> And see, this is the thing, too, because, you know, the the so-called age of Aquarius that rules many things, including technologies, we see how much more technological everything is getting by the day. But it also rules the uh, metaphysics, which would be the esoteric eye, the astrology, the tarot, the numerology, the, you know, that intuition. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's I think the question or the comment a lot of people make is, oh, you believe in that? Well, they're asking the wrong question because the question should be, does it work or not? Does it work or not? Exactly. I love that. It's so true. Does it it work or not? And as a numerology reader, which is more on, I would say of the esoteric reading systems, it's one of the more logical ones because you're, you're just dealing with a number. Each number has a specific reading. So you could do the calculations based on birthday and name, flip to the book, see what the book says or what the agreed upon meaning is, and you're going to get an answer, right? So it's more on the logical end. But even still, to the the average person that's never had contact with this kind of thing, they'll think it's a little weird that I'll say, hey, what, what's your birthday? What day were you born? I'm like, oh, you're this kind of person. They'll kind of go like, how does he know this? <laughs> so again, it's like, do you oh you believe in that right. you're like you're asking the wrong question buddy it's like do do you have the correct method then if you have the correct method you're going to get the right answer right right i mean it, it's it's pretty wild i mean it is a very exciting time right now it's a scary time but it's a, i'm just seeing it as every day that i wake up it's a pretty interesting time you know mm-hmm. and i've been also practicing timeline jumping too you know and when i wake up in the morning i was like 
how good can it get? And I, I, every time I do that, I have a pretty amazing day. And these days that have been, I've, it, it's been a very hectic month um, at work at this clinic that I'm working at. But even when it gets crazy, I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, I'm going to boom, boom, boom. And literally I just, you know, I organize it. I take charge. I actually have to sometimes go fix things and kind of organize it. And then boom, I go back. But I learned this technique. I saw this guy doing it on YouTube and he, he's like a, the mind Valley guy. And he says he wakes up in the morning and what he does is that he clears out his day. Like he sits there, like he's seeing his day and he does this thing with his hands. So I started doing that, you know, and let me tell you, my days went, they were busy, but they went boom. They just like, I was like, Whoa, this is pretty awesome. You know, it's a lot of times people think that, um, that they have no power you know, in creating the reality and the reality is just around them and it's just hectic and chaotic. I'm like, no, you're creating Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Well, you know, also if, if or you might be in someone else's reality, you know, sometimes you get sucked into someone else's reality that they're creating, you know? Well, you, you know, for those that have been interested in the more fringe esoteric topics, um, you probably have, and if you've been in it for years, you get you get less and less afraid of being a weirdo. <laughs> and oh, the yeah. time we're in now, it's actually we'll benefiting be the fringe people because, like you yeah. said, there's a lot of people that um, people don't like to think of themselves this way. But the fact of the matter is, the human being or the humans they still fall into the animal herd pack mentality. Right. So it's pretty much eighty five percent are followers. But, uh, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you like to expand your mind, you're inter- interested in these other topics. Um, I think it's benefiting those people now because actually being the odd one, you know, going back to what we were saying about, you know, when the lockdowns and everything started in early 2020, a lot of us had ideas of like, I think there's more to this than what we're being told, right? And guess what? We were two years ahead of the curve. Right. There's a lot of people coming to that yeah, realization. We were, now. we were in yeah. the future. We're time travelers. Yeah. Look at Back to the Future. We All we have to do is look to the movie Back to the Future and what happens in it. In yeah. the well, past. Trump is big too. Right. Creators, right. Oh, my God. Right. They, said, they said Trump was Biff, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So and back to um, the future. Right. And they say like Trump is president or something like that in the movie. I think it yep. was in part two. So in part one, you have George McFly, right? And in the mm-hmm. in the past, the nerd, right? But what is he reading about? He's reading about aliens and time travel. He's writing, you know, um, those comic books or those graphic novels or the novels on time travel and stuff. And um, he's kind of a nerd. And it was, it's not until he beats up Biff, right? That he in the future is now empowered. And isn't that what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, totally. Well, Trump's a time traveler too, because see, Biff, yep. Trump, Trump, he got the sports almanac, Cubby's win. Yes. So that, that's how Trump became rich, because he had the sports almanac with all the wins and losses of the baseball. Not because he was a mob affiliated in the real estate market in New York. 
Right, right. It's so true. I okay. So I came across this very interesting book uh, because uh, you know I am writing a screenplay about some of this stuff, and uh, it does have a tra- time travel element. So I came across this book called The Psychic Time Traveler. Right, that answered so many questions for me. It's it's literally a journal that this guy wrote in um he started writing it in 2013 2014 and what he was trying to do was he was trying to win the lottery and what he would do was he had this whole technique and so he would try to time travel in the future to see these numbers and in the more and he would do it at night you know and in the morning after he slept he would come up with these numbers right and then he would he had this whole system and he was able to get like three or four of the numbers, but he never quite won the lottery. Like he was, he just was barely missing it, you know? So something was a little bit off with his technique, but it, it's, it's very interesting. And it kind of, um, uh, it's like, like I said, I found some information in there that was, uh, that I needed. I was like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. In my well, you life. know, uh, Gemini rules numerology and numbers. In mathematics uh-huh uh and there is you know there are repeating patterns that's just known yeah like the phi ratio the the golden mean you know like the, the like spiral, like the anal the swabs in china the seashell and the, the anal swabs in china and so you know this started you could say it was started in the very ancient past like in babylon but in the more modern times like leading up to the the middle ages to age of enlightenment it was the Kabbalistic rabbis that yes, they love them. They were involved in the esoteric study of numbers through the Kabbalah, right? It's right. The, the so-called gematria or gematria. gematria. It's actually becoming very big now because sports betting and cryptocurrency people are very interested in any in kind gematria. of information that gives them an edge on the above board technical analysis and just looking at the market cap or whatever. And guess what? Crypto people and sports betting people, they do not care where this information comes from it's as long as it gets some money. Too. So what does that tell you? I mean, in horse racing, it's all about statistics as well as, um, you know, knowing the horse. Like I, I remember once I, I went to the track with this guy who was a statistician, you know, he was super smart. He, he was on the Asperger spectrum and um, he just was pumping out these numbers. And so I'd go look at the horse and I would look at the horse's energy and that's how I would determine. So with his stats and the horse's energy, I won like 500 bucks that whole day. And it was so much fun. So he accused me of cheating. He goes, you're just cheating. I go, so cheating. I was out cheating. It just, it works. You're silly. You can see it. You you know, what's interesting because you're bringing this uh, up in my mind is my grandma on my dad's side uh she we knew that i mean we knew that she was into gambling because she would go to santa anita mm-hmm. which ironically ursilia do you know what santa anita racetrack was famous for in uh 1941 1942. no what that was the processing center for the japanese americans that were sent to concentration camps really yeah wow. my, my uh my dad's side they were at santa anita in the horse stalls oh That's my gosh put us. yeah but crazy. anyway decades later my grandma would be you know been on horses and they used to do this uh 
the turnaround bus for the retirees. Right. They, mm -hmm. You know, they hop on the bus, they gamble, they eat, and they hop on the bus and go back right, to they East go back LA, home. right? Or, yeah. But but when my grandma passed away, we found out she had a secret bank account. And there was a considerable <laughs> amount of money in there, but why am I bringing this up? Because guess what? Knowing what I know now about the numbers, I, I looked at her birthday and she was super psychic. Yeah. So maybe the way she, you know, because she did, like you're saying, she did study the paper, the newspaper where the horses mm -hmm. and the records. But I think maybe she was looking at it the way you looked at it. She's like, that's a, that's a winning horse. I don't know what it is. That's the one, you know? Yeah. Well, my dad does a little bit of both. He does the stats. He used to uh, before when he was really into horse racing. Um, he did a little bit of the stats and he would look at the horse's energy. Um, and then I used to work for a guy when I was in high school who owned a bakery who had, uh, he owned a ton of racehorses. And then it was really interesting when he became good friends with my old boss, boy, did he start winning lots of money. <laughs> you know, and there was some talk that, yeah, some, you know, some of the races were fixed, but my dad would be like, how are horse races fixed? He goes, I don't understand that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Gemini and Sag, there's kind of like gambling signs. Cause that, Ge yeah, Gemini my dad's Sag a Gemini. How a funny. Axis. Yeah. My but, dad's a total Gemini. Yeah. 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 So they like, you know, they like games, puzzles. Yeah. Oh, my betting, dad loves. Oh yeah. 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 So so let's talk about like, oh my God, London raises the vax restriction. Look what's going on. Pretty crazy. Well, I think it's because um I'll I'll say this first. The people on top, the so-called elites, they are not that intelligent. I, no. I'm actually I wouldn't be surprised, Arcelia, if they have software or some kind of AI algorithms that track the sentiment of the public. And it was getting to such a level worldwide. Oh, it's it was about but especially, but especially yeah. UK because Boris Johnson, who's their prime minister, he was caught at number ten, which is like they're kind of like white, you know, the white. This is where the government, the UK government, is located, mm -hmm. and they were having parties. So while everybody and UK had very strict lockdowns, so mm -hmm. while they were locking everybody down, they were having multiple parties. In, in fact, there was a guy. It's almost like a ditch party. Oh yeah, I remember. You know, ditch we used to party. have those in LA in high school. Ditch parties. Yes. They, Did you they, have they ditch were sending guys out with a suitcase to bring back more booze. This is like a, it was like a house party. But these are the right. top politicians in the UK telling everybody else, "Y'all got to stay locked down." And what are they doing? In, well, in fact, I don't know if you remember this, but the guy—I can't remember his name—but the guy that instituted, you know, a lot of the guidelines. The curve. The, the curve. Uh, yeah, he he put out the figures that like like a hundred right. thousand times more it might have been more it was way more people were gonna die than actually died and he's right. the one that really is a, it was a british guy he set the formula right which was completely off he was caught yeah he was caught and sneaking into his mistress's right apartment to have some knock on the boots so across he the board you the can timeline see the timeline that was a timeline that went uh oh, he's so, like, oh, shit. How so I, I think <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why things are opening up. But I do think, though, it's the also the prince, Prince out. What, what was his name? Charles? The one, no, not Prince Charles. The other one that well, he got caught with the uh, just Maxwell, that whole thing. 
the other oh, yeah. the other one with the, the, young the guy girl. the sweaty guy sweaty guy yeah. <laughs> it's not because he's nervous he's andrew prince That's andrew well so i i think it's one thing is that um everybody has covid fatigue and then the hypocrisy everything people are getting po'd now so right. they have i and that's what I was saying is like, I think that they have their own metrics, which are unknown to the public that they're like, Hey, if we don't open up, we're going to have a serious problem. Yeah. Right? I think you're right too. And plus more and more people are just waking up to what's going mm -hmm. on. I mean, even the world health organization calls travel bans ineffective. And in the beginning, who was on top of this, but the world health organization was really pushing this agenda. Well, and that's another kind of gaslighting, right? Because both the World Health Organization, the CDC, and Fauci, they flip-flop. They've said two exactly opposite things. The masks work, they don't work. The <laughs> lockdowns, we have to do the lockdowns, we don't have to do lockdowns. The, the, the shots work, they don't. And you know this to be true. Go, if people go look back, go in two years, the exact same organizations that are saying, like, hey, we got to open up now are the same ones. They flip-flop. So, and, but you know what, whether it's intended or not, I think it's intended. Uh, that's a psychological technique though. They call it a double bind where you, yeah. you induce a state of confusion in the public. So they don't know what to do. They don't know what they're to in a state of paralysis. Cause they're like, well, he said, do it. And then he said, don't do it, but maybe I should do it anyway, just to make sure. I don't know. <laughs> It's because people are so disconnected. They have no soul. They're a bunch of NPCs. Mm -hmm. They're they're just they don't know they're, they're followers. So they're like, well, I don't know what to do now. You know, instead of just following yourself, like, OK, wait, let me let me listen. Like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Like people were running out to do what they needed to do to travel. I was like, I don't need to travel right now. You know, I'm good. Right. But these people needed to travel. I mean, I, I understand there were some people that I knew that needed to go to other countries because mm -hmm. they had there there were problems there that they needed to solve, you know, or they needed to fix and, and they need they were needed uh, for whatever. But there were a lot of people just traveling because they wanted to go travel. And I'm just like, really, why don't you just wait a little bit, you know? And well, and you know, we're living in a time, at least <laughs> in my mind, mm -hmm. where there's no hiding. There's a lot yeah. of people, but it goes back to that 85% thinking. It's the cattle thinking, and there's another word for them too. But Mass a lot formation. of people think they can get away, hide, you know, keep their head down, do do what they're told, and they can slip by. That's not the case. There's especially this year, Priscilla, oh, you are gonna, gonna see gonna the karmic blowback of the choices yeah. of the last two years. I could tell you that. Oh, yeah. And we're already seeing it with all this stuff. I mean, um, like, what about all the packages on the trains? Okay, okay, so this is the funny thing, because you made a video about the packages yep. and the trains, right? Yep. So the, here's the funny thing. So today, I, I mean, they had uh, Governor Newsom cleaning up, like they always show him doing that stuff. Whenever there's a drama, they show him cleaning or in the community, you know, he was wearing his skinny jeans and and cleaning up like the packages. And then he was all like, it's because of the gangs. He goes, oh, I don't mean gangs, you know? And, and I, he goes, no, 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 I mean 
it's due to the supply chain. There's problems with the supply chain. Well, isn't it interesting? You know, you know, people can't find cough medicine. You know, there, there's a shortage of a bunch of stuff in stores, but you walk into a dollar store loaded with Valentine's day stuff loaded anything you want. There's no, isn't it interesting how, I guess there's no supply chain malfunction for Valentine's day, but there is for cough medicine and other things, right? It's called the, uh, lawless policies of the state of California. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's made to be that way. Look what's going on. And, uh, cause we're in LA and we're starting, you know, I'm, I'm over the last couple of years, even before the lockdowns, it was getting more and more chaotic. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of getting back to eighties, nineties, LA. But if you're in the Bay, the San Francisco Bay oh, is off sad. the hook up it's there. Really right. Sad. But you know what? That's made, it's it's because of the policies because people get mad at the police and the police have problems but the police are only following the policy which is set by the politicians exactly right? thank you thank you well let's i went to little tokyo a couple weeks ago to have sushi with my brother and, um, you know, I used to love to go to little Tokyo, uh, back in 2019, I was working in downtown and I go to little Tokyo at least once or twice a week, you know, um, to shop or to have sushi or whatever. I went down there a couple of weeks ago. My heart was so broken, just the camps that are there and, uh, of homeless people. And they even had fires going, you know, it's just like, what is going on? But yet they have, <laughs> this is the weird thing. So they have this huge homeless encampment there. They have the subway that's going and it's almost done. I remember when they were starting that in 2019. That's interesting. COVID hasn't stopped the it's, subway. Uh, yeah, it's right by the Japanese American Museum. Yeah, it's America. right it's there. Like first and Central or First and Alameda. Right yeah, there. and there's a ton of new condos that went up. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That's really interesting. I hadn't been down there in almost two years and all of it's almost done, but yet we can't get rid of the homeless and we have supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see well, that. that. That It's uh, um, like I said, it's a policy thing. Uh, they have what they call the Cloward and Piven strategy. They were two professors that they basically, you know, proposed this thesis and I think you first saw it maybe in New York in the 70s mm -hmm. where basically the idea is to overload the social services and collapse the system to push it into a socialist communist state because right. now it would be basically techno fascism right, where the corporations oh, yeah like yes corporate definitely. socialism where the basically yeah. the corporations have more power than the government because no one in their right mind would go into that system so that's why they purposely collapse this. And, you know, hey, I grew up in L.A., a lot of police brutality, a lot of weird stuff going on. But well, you, it was the, the Daryl Gates. The Daryl Gates is going to lead to a better scenario or is it going to get more lawless? Well, obviously, you can see what's happening. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that, because I do. Yeah. I did do some research on Daryl Gates um, uh -huh. probably about a year or two ago when the whole Black Lives Matter came out and and for some reason i was oh i remember what happened i went to go watch this movie 
Um, it's called Demolition Center or something like that. Uh, and it was a documentary. And um, I went to, it was right in 2019 before everything started to happen. And um, it was, uh, there was a panel as well. So it was like the opening of this documentary. And it it's about the punk rock movement and how they were shunned in downtown LA and how Daryl Gates was simulating these, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call them. He, he would set up these areas, like whenever there was a punk rock concert at um, any of these locations in downtown LA, he would do a raid. Okay. Oh, and so they were be- all simulated, yeah. you know, and he was demonizing the whole b- punk rock community. So they ended up leaving Los Angeles and going uh, underground. They went to the desert and that's how Burning Man started. That's how the Coachella movement started. That's how um, just a bunch of the desert type music festivals mm-hmm. started from Daryl Gates putting all these raids together then daryl gates was hired by um what was that that auto video game uh back in the day that was very violent about los angeles grand theft auto so he was hired by the grand theft auto people to create these simulated video games because that's what he was doing in real life Okay, he was just making shit up and he was very homophobic, like um, he didn't even have a like didn't date was just a very odd man. I mean, read his Wikipedia page. It's pretty amazing. Well, I don't want to get too, got all this stuff. I, I don't want to get too deep here, but pretty much every large metropolitan uh, uh, police department, you know, the the rank and file, the boots on the ground. They're just police, right? But the chiefs of like Chicago, NYPD, LAPD, let's just say that they're very tightly connected to certain three letter agencies. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just yeah. a fact, you know? And then the yeah. whole um, militar- militarization of the police, you know, it really started in the 80s uh, with uh, the crash unit, I think they called it, for, you know, it was the crack era. Remember SWAT? Remember SWAT? Yeah. That's what it was. Well, you know, they would come in with the battering ram. That's basically <laughs> paramilitary force, right? That was uh, that was started in Los Angeles. So I loved SWAT. So if you're talking about the us versus them mentality, where it's no longer just the officer on the beat that knows the kids in the neighborhood, knows who the families are, you know, if there's a problem, they they know the neighborhood, right? To where it's like us versus them where you're the Palestinians and we're here to occupy. It was like that mentality, right? Yeah. That really started here in LA in the eighties. So. Right. In Compton and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, it's like to see all of that unravel. I I mean, I remember I was 18 years old. I was in Pasadena at Pasadena city college when Mm -hmm. the whole uh, let's just get along thing went down. What was it? Mm -hmm. Rodney King. When the Mm -hmm. whole Rodney King went down, like, remember that? Oh, Oh, that was crazy. Oh, but yeah. So what do you think of uh, Ukraine and Kazakhstan? Let's just wrap it up. That's a very complicated issue, but I would just say that 
surface level, okay? Kazakhstan and and Ukraine, they're on the border of Russia. In fact, uh, Kazakhstan has a larger border with Russia than Canada does with U.S. Oh, wow. So if those get destabilized or they get turned into pro-NATO, pro-U.S. countries, mm-hmm. that is a national security threat for Russia. Wow. No, no matter what, what, if you think Russia's, you know, positive, negative, either way, it's just a fact of the matter geopolitically. You know, Russia can, it, it's like if Russia had a dominant influence in Canada and Mexico, how do you think that would go over with the State Department here in the U.S.? <laughs> Not very well, right? Very so well. there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, the I think the Ukraine issue has been going on longer because basically the U.S. It's just known. Look at the facts out well, there. Well, it's just known. They were funneling money. I mean, uh, that Deborah Briggs, uh, the woman that was with Dr. Fauci in the beginning, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess she's a doctor as well. She was a military doctor. And um, so she was in charge of something. I don't know exactly the whole story, mm-hmm. but um, they were funneling money into the Ukraine. They were saying it was for HIV research because there was a lot of children there who were infected with HIV. So they were um, sending billions to the Ukraine for this. And she was her, she had her name on it with some other woman, I forget. Um, and yeah, it, it wasn't Biden's son kind of embroiled in it as well he was uh put in charge with no experience as the head of which is a ukrainian gas company but basically the the u.s flipped they made a coup in ukraine in 2014 it's called the the maidan coup Mm -hmm. and so from that time is basically (laughs) the funny thing is we're we're all against like Nazis and fascists, right? Well, the government in Ukraine is openly a neo-Nazi state. <laughs> oh my gosh! But but so you know, but why is this significant? Is because there's been a long campaign to do an encirclement of uh, Russia. So that's what the Ukraine is about, and you know, there's there's gas uh, interests, you know, because the Russian gas runs right through ukraine to western europe but you know they found other ways you know going through turkey middle east whatever but uh so ukraine i mean it's basically you know although there there's been a hundred year kind of like division between ukraine and russia well there's been a lot of stuff going on out there for years i mean two over 200 years ago um there was the war in crimea that Florence Nightingale is famous mm-hmm. for. I mean, Crimea, it, there's must be some kind of re- weird, crazy portal there because there's always war oh, well, that, in that area. That is such a deep topic Ooh. because uh, that sort of like that Black Sea area, uh, there are tribes that they're Slavic, but they had a long presence in Persia. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of these tribes, they ended up in Europe and they ended up in the Balkans. Like you're talking yeah. about Serbians, Croatians. <sighs> They're known to have come from Persia. That doesn't even make sense to people today. But look how much the migration patterns of people just in the, in a decade today, right. right? People were 
going all over the place back then. But as far as like portals and things like that, uh, you know, I talk about on some of my other shows, you know, the connections between the Buddha and Buddhism was actually one of these tribes that originates <laughs> wow. around that area. But yeah, I mean, basically, I think that the whole rush, the Kazakhstan, uh, Ukraine, there's a lot of jockeying for position. It's a threat. Well, isn't for Kazakhstan like a very rich country in a lot of minerals? And it, it's like, well, not, number one, area. Russia's space program is there. Oh, and number two, uh, they have uh, a lot of mineral deposits, right? So, yeah, I mean, and it's also, you could say Ukraine is very important. It used to be called uh, Malo Russia or Little Russia. So, it, you know, it's part of the Russia sphere, even though today a lot of modern Ukrainians would say we're totally different. But if you go back far enough, there's a very close connection between Russians and Ukrainians. And then uh, Kazakhstan, the very word Kazakh or Sak, is, it's the same root as Kosak. So the sort of like the root, as modern Russians see it today, is very much connected to Kazakhstan. Because there's all kinds of ancient burial grounds there. Or like the, yeah, that's the, what they I call, heard. They, they call Sith, Scythians, the Scythians or the, uh, the Saka which is the Buddhist tribe, the Sakas. It's all kind of revolving around these areas. So yes, on there are issues today that are going on, but there's also, it goes back to the far past. And you know, your Greek background, right? No, Italian. Oh, Italian? I thought you were from <laughs> okay. Well, it's close to, we probably were meshed somehow with Greek because where my parents are from in body is very close to mm -hmm. Greece. You take like a six hour ferry to go to Greece from body. So, well, you know, basically I, I, I could have a little bit of Greek in me somewhere. Basically the far North, the far North, say like basically the, the, the Siberia or like the Arctic circle all the way down to the Mediterranean was under a very like i don't want to say one culture but there was a similar influence all the way down so there's mm -hmm. a lot of interesting things that especially us you know if you're in the u.s or maybe western europe are not really aware of how deep the culture goes and there's a reason for that because they don't want you looking over there well so there, you know so there's there's a lot of things i think going back thousands of years but as far as like modern times there's a jockeying for position but if you want to get my conspiratorial view, I think there's a hand behind the national governments. And I think everybody's in trouble right now as far as the national governments go. Well, it's interesting when, to say that because that's they wanted to make that that the world headquarters, Kazakhstan. That's what they were saying. Oh, Astana. That's why they yeah. made the Borat movie to make Kazakhstan look like there's yeah. nothing there. You know, yeah. look, go check out, uh, you know, people you're on your computer, go, ch go look up Astana. It's, it's basically like a Disneyland city yeah. made by Freemasons. <laughs> Very odd uh, architecture. Very odd. Um, but I would say that all, you know, this is relevant because you have a nursing podcast and basically one of the things, I don't know if we said it on your, on the last time I was on, but it should be plainly obvious to anybody that knows anything. If you shut down the global economy for two months, just two months, 
you could cause serious damage that could take years to recover from. We've been locked down for two years. What do you think is going to do that due to the global economy? So I think that, um, yeah, you have, you definitely have, you know, because there's some people that are the, the conspiracy mind that are like, it's all a show, you know, these beefs, the, these frictions between governments is fake. I don't think that's the case. I think there are real conflicts, but the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter where you are, what country you're in. The national governments have a very big problem now, especially China, because what are you going to do? And like, say China has almost 2 billion people, right? If these people have no work, you're going to have a major problem. So you know what they say, when the economy is bad, there's always a solution. It's called war. And I could tell you the astrological indications are, we could see some things pop off this year. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they're saying. It's, it's the world war three and, and people are saying it already started um you know we could be in a bioterroristic war now uh with what's going on with uh covid and uh, the 5d and stuff i just thought that was really weird how so many people came down with covid uh in the new year like well you know in december I, I think you- and in going into January, it's like, boom, it's like a, it's like someone lit a fire in a, a dry woodsy area. And it's like, poof, you know, well, you know, uh, I think we will see, I think this year could be difficult or rough in general. I mean, that's the background of what you're going to see, but I'll tell you that, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of people. I did more reading numerology readings last year than any year before. Probably because like, you know, I'm winding my shop down. So I said, like, if you want to get a reading, <laughs> this is right. last call, right? But I, I I must have read around 80 people last year. And a common theme was, and these would be more like the kind of people that listen to your podcasts that, uh, you know, usually more intelligent than average. A lot of them have an open mind. They're interested in esoteric stuff also. But the common theme was that many people are about to take a major step up yeah life path in their career and all these so it's it's level up (laughs) yeah level up so it's kind of weird and i i've been saying this for years but then to actually now see it happening is very encouraging it's exciting you know that yeah it's a funny thing but just as the doo-doo is hitting the fan and the world's basically in chaos, right? Our kind of people, which you you would call a lot of more Aquarian, right? And mm-hmm. Aquarius is ahead of the curve, usually uh, smarter than average, interested in metaphysical things, you know, have an open mind. We're actually perfectly primed for this time. So I see many people, if they're not doing it right now, they're about to, you know, start a new career, start a new business, you know, start doing what they were born to do instead of fulfilling obligations that really didn't fit them. Cause it doesn't matter, you know, what family you came from, what cultural background you came from, what country you came from everywhere has certain expectations, right? So for the Asians, what do we always hear? Be the doctor, be lawyer, you know, for, for whatever reason, Right. The Asian parents, they think, well, 
that's the way to success. And, you know, they're just, they're just trying to protect you and make sure that you have a good future in the way that they know. But guess what? What if you were born to make esoteric pyramids and do numerology readings like me? I don't quite, I don't quite exactly. fit in that mold. Right. So what I'm saying is people, a lot of people, especially probably been working on themselves for five or 10 years already, at least. Right. Mm -hmm. It's that work. period that, well, let's say like the, the last, uh, last uh, year or two with the lockdowns, right. That actually was an accelerated program for the normies to go through what we've been going through yeah. for 10 plus years. Oh, yeah, definitely. And because we talked a little the, bit about it the last podcast. Yeah. It's in the silence actually that the healing starts and the, the big questions start to come to the surface because we live in a very busy culture, right? Oh, and chaotic. it's easy to They do it yourself. that way. They, but it's done that way on purpose because mm -hmm. they don't want people to be like stopping cars and doing oh, all yeah. These mind things that only the sages know how to do, right? They don't mm -hmm. want to be levitating and all of that stuff. I, I mean, we can only have so many David Lynch's on YouTube <laughs> telling about. We the are living in Twin Peaks, now, season three. I mean, yes, we are living in Twin Peaks. You know, and it's it's interesting about what you said. I mean, have you watched the game um, Free Guy? Uh, the game the the movie free guy i paid no. 20 bucks to watch it i think now no. it's on like normal i think it was on disney uh -huh. disney plus or something like that but it's really great and it's about this guy who is living in a he's an npc he's in a video game and all of a sudden he levels up he finds the goggles you know much like that movie that rowdy rowdy piper movie where he wears the glasses they live right and he changed so he's like oh shit and he doesn't know how to play the game so then he meets this girl that he's like oh my gosh she's my dream girl and in she she tells him how to play the game so all of a sudden he knows how to play and he starts leveling up and he's like but i don't want to kill people and she's like well you don't have to kill people but you you just got to figure out a way to get the points so that you can level up so he did mm -hmm. so he wasn't killing people it's like i forget what happened in that part but it's really great but it talks about this so he levels up and and finally gets to where he's gonna go it's like very much self-realization you know well you know the uh one of the big events of this year is through the astrological lens you know my primary thing is numerology the numbers but you know i have a very basic or working knowledge of astrology and i find it informative just to see you know you look at it and you see what you think but i find it does you know explain the trends we're in and uh we go into true node taurus which are the lunar nodes which individuals have in their personal natal chart but there's a planetary trend that changes every 18 months mm -hmm. so we just started january 18th true node taurus and so north node is the dominant trend which you know taurus rules what Ec economy it rules food material goods so i think you're gonna see a lot of things around you know and anybody knows the price is going up i think the inflation <laughs> the uh uh supply chain by the end of the year i think you could see some very noticeable things basically an economic reset could happen this year 
And then the south node, because every sign, right? We're talking about it. Every sign has the opposite sign. So if the dominant trend is the north node, Taurus, which one is in the decline? It's Scorpio, Taurus-Scorpio axis. You could read that, though, as, and, you know, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but I think it induces, in the average people, they don't, people don't like change. Right. The that's, average person does it. That's, that's, that, that's, so true. that's why this. They're followers. That they're followers. You're like, wait a minute. You're changing the game now. You know, right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was just getting used to how it was. Now well, you're changing it, it again. It's what? hard to follow the Aquarian game too. Cause Aquarius, the archetype is the rebellious teenager where it's basically the higher aspect is you don't tell me what to do. I'm old enough. I'm, I'm right. smart enough. I know what to do and I'm a self-starter and I'm going to do it. I don't care what you think. Right. right. Uh, so. But that's it, why we're seeing right now too the great, like everybody's quitting their jobs, the great resignation. Oh yeah. You know, of December going into January. I'm writing a blog post about this for one of my clients. And um, yeah, so that's what we're seeing. It, it, people are are waking up well, or they're getting, they're trying to get more money where they're at, you know, but most of these jobs, I mean, majority there, there's this mm -hmm. guy who wrote this book called bullshit jobs or something like that, where they're meaningless. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? Like what? Well, one of the great things is that uh, Aquarius rules technology and future technology. So as long as you have access to internet, you can basically you can do a lot of things you can do a lot right? of so, things well look at yeah. that chick that her her um her husband gave her the trust fund she started a TikTok, just giving people her stupid <laughs> she opinion she needs to get her internet cut and we need to get like uh you know fiber optic a high bandwidth. i mean it's obvious like she told me it's like she didn't even have to tell me where her money came from but she put it on there. I was like, whoa, I wouldn't have never told anybody where, I mean, I fund a lot of my own projects. You know, I do get some donations from people sometimes and stuff. Um, but you know, more power to you. If you could get your sugar daddy or your husband, whoever that is to fund you. I mean, I know there's some guys, this is a fetish. This is really interesting. And if anybody has this fetish, you can hit me up where men were giving their money to these women online because they wanted to be poor. Like there's something oh, about- Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know what that's called? There's a term for it. It's called financial domination. Yes! You get, you get cucked, <laughs> you get cucked for your wallet. Hey, oh Ursula, I would never do that, but hey, props. <laughs> I, I respect the hustle for the woman out there that could do it, get, get these cucks to give up all their money. Yeah. But, well, but, if you know, anybody would like to give up some of their money, hey, I've got lots of content. I've got lots of ideas and documentaries to make. You can, you know, yes. throw it down my way. <laughs> so, so you know, there, there's always a lot of fear around change, even, you know, myself included, because, well, let's compare it to relationships, because I think everybody could draw experience or look back to see this, right? A lot of people will stay in crappy relationships. Why? Because they know yeah, what it is. True. It may not be working, but you know what it is. To cut it loose and start something new, even if it it's going to be really better, hard. it's the unknown. Yeah. It is it's scary, right? So, but the thing is, is uh, I don't know if you know this, Ursula, but in the East Asian cultures, the number four is a taboo number. 
You know why? Because why? the word for in let's say Chinese is si, or in Japanese is she, it sounds like death number four. Okay. Oh shit! But interesting. What my house number is four. Four. Oh well, that's Aquarius energy. Why? Why? In, in a numerology, number four, four combinations. So if in a month you're born on the fourth, you're born on the 13, 13, one and three is four, right? You're mm-hmm. born on the twenty second, or you're born on the thirty first. All those are four days, right? Mm-hmm. That's Aquarius. Four is the number of of uh, Uranus Aquarius energy, right? Why is it connected to death? Because whether you change a job, you leave a relationship, start something new, that's a death. Because yeah. in the ending, there's a beginning. But in the you know, in a lot of the East Asian cultures, they don't like dramatic changes. They like the consistency, right? Because they've been through like rises and falls of empire, those kind of things. So True. four True. is a big taboo. Why am I bringing this up? Because we're in the age of Aquarius now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? A lot of people have this idea of Aquarius as, oh, it's the hippie sign. Like we're in the age of Aquarius. Aquarius, actually, if you look into it, Aquarius is a hard sign because uh, Aquarius is inherently destructive. You know why? Because to bring the new, you have to destroy the old. Right. So So think about that, though. But if we're in this time where this archetype or this theme of Aquarius is dominant this is the perfect time to quit that damn job you don't like it is it's the perfect time to do what you were born to do so that's the thing is like it's time for a lot of our kind of people to take that leap forward because there's no time like today don't wait till tomorrow do it today so true well thank you so much for being on again this has been so much fun maybe i'll have you on again uh later in the year we'll see how things are going another recap but it's been a super super duper fun episode and talk with you so tell people where they can find you if you still have some pyramids left or what you're doing right now Uh, i'm at akaida.com that's a-k-a-i-d-a.com uh, I've been closing things down, but maybe I'll keep them open a little bit longer since Rissa is going to put this podcast out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you can check me out there. Um, look for the numerology readings if you're interested. And I do have some energy pendants and those kind of things. So akaida.com. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much. Till next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nurses and Hypochondriacs podcast. We'd love it if you gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love a monetary donation. You can go ahead and donate on Venmo at nurses-hypo. Links are at the show notes. If you'd like to take any of the well-written nurse writing and storytelling classes, those links are also at the end of the show notes. And we'd love it if you come and uh, learn the art of storytelling. Thanks again for listening. Till next time.